It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 208, entitled It's Literally Built with Voodoo. It was recorded on Monday the 9th of May 2021. I have three WordPress guests to talk about the WordPress news for this week. My guests are Birgit Pauli-Hack, Daniel Schutzsmith, and of course, my co-host, Michelle Frechette. There's always a lot to talk about, and it's no different this week. There's a couple of things that we mention about the WordPress 6.0 release candidate, which has just come out. We talk about the way that in the future you may be able to create WordPress pages with a little modal popping up at the moment that you click Add New. WordPress is turning 19, and there's a web page to celebrate that fact. There's also a couple of online events. The Page Builder Summit is coming up, and so is WordSesh. Yoast has got a new team. What does this mean for Yoast customers? Full site editing. We feature a complete guide, and there's also some interesting full site editing outreach news as well. Then we talk about the fact that there's a an actual artist's job in the WordPress space coming up for grabs. Find out all about that. And WP Rocket. They have got some voodoo going on to speed up your websites by getting rid of any unwanted CSS. We spend a bit of time at the end talking about our own pet projects and picks of the week. And it's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Hello, hello there, hello there, depending on where you are in the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's very nice to have you. We've got another action-packed This Week in WordPress show. (laughs) We're on number 208, and very, very nice to have you with us. We are joined, as always. Look, the screen is full of lovely people. Well, the guy in the top left is a bit dodgy, but the other ones are fine and dandy. And um, we're going to talk about WordPress, and we're going to talk about WordPress with the following people. First up, Michelle. How are you, Michelle? I am good. I just had a week of vacation, so I really can't complain. Oh, where did you go? Did you go somewhere nice? Or I spent the entire week bird watching. I rented an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere, New York, and uh, spent every day except the one day it rained, which I couched the whole day, um, out with my camera in nature. So, Is this a newfound hobby, or have you been doing this for years and years? I think I've been doing this about five years now. I I bought my first camera five years ago, and... I look back on that first, those first pictures I took and thought were so great. And I'm like, oh, I do so much better now. It's amazing what practice will do. Yeah. I have the same thing about podcasting. I listen back to the podcast and think how, how awful they were. And then, but slightly different story. I listen back to last week's and think, hmm, not much has changed. But um, there you go. Self-deprecating humor over. Michelle is, well, let's, let me give you her bio. Michelle Frechette is the Director of Community Engagement for Stella WP at Liquid Web. In addition to her work at Stella WP, Michelle is the podcast barista at WP Coffee Talk, co-founder of Underrepresented, 
underrepresentedintech.com, creator of WP Career Pages, the president for the board of BigOrangeHeart.org, director of community relations and contributor at poststatus.com. I am running out of breath. I'm going to breathe. <gasps> Author, you business coach, and subject. frequent... Or, okay. No, 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 no. I want to do the whole thing because it's good. You should be proud. Uh, author, business coach, and frequent organizer and speaker at Word press events. She lives in Rochester, New York, where she's an avid nature photographer, as we just found out. And you can find more about her at meetmichelle.online. No, I think it's very good. My list would be considerably shorter. Yours is longer because you do more. And you should I just be... like doing stuff. Yeah, it's good. You should be very, very proud. You do great work. Um, thank you so yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank uh, you. And, and that's Beagit. How are you doing, Beagit? Beagit Powerly Hack from uh, Gutenberg Times, Automatic, <laughs> and various other places. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm still in Florida, and then uh, looking forward to meeting everybody at the who's coming uh, WebCamp Europe. Yes, that's all happening very soon. Well, I'll do your formal introduction. Birgit Pauli-Hack is the publisher of the Gutenberg Times. She's the co-host of the Gutenberg Changelog podcast and member of the 6.0 release squad for documentation. We have been talking about 6.0 for a little while, and we will continue to talk about it today. Um, but yeah, thank you, Birgit, for joining us once more. And finally, new, not... No, I interviewed no, no. you for the WP Tavern podcast. You've not been yeah. on WP yeah. Builds. We have we have what can only be described as the silky voice of uh, Daniel Schutzmith. How are you, Daniel? Doing good, doing good. See, Glad to be here. Yeah, you see yeah. that you know that voice. Yeah, we're all going to pause and listen, aren't we? <laughs> okay, let me do your formal introduction. Daniel Schutzmith is a producer at the WP Minute, curator of the excuse me, WP Livestreams directory, co-host of WP Talks on Twitter Spaces, administrator of the WP Twitter uh, community, and now launching WP Dev Toolbox to create a place for developers and builders to learn what tools and processes can make their craft easier. Yeah, well, very nice to have you. Where are you coming from, uh, Daniel? Uh, I am a skip and a jump uh, north of Birgit right now in Florida. <laughs> nice. Is that because I'm you live there or because you're on holiday yep. there? Or? Yep, yeah. I live there too. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, he used great. to live in New York, just um, for the record. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always in New Yorker. <laughs> We're, uh, yeah, it's very, very North America heavy today, isn't it? You guys are it's all in North America. Coast. There's only me. So we're all, we're all in the same time zone. Even. Uh, no, no, and <laughs> you're all getting up ridiculously early, which I fully appreciate. Thank you so much for that. We'll, uh, we'll come to some chat messages in a moment if a few come through. Please, 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 if you would like to share this, do that. We'd love for more people to come and join us. That would be lovely. Best way to do that is probably to share wpbuilds.com forward slash live. There's this little bit which I have to do each week. It's a bit boring, but I have to do it each week. And it's, it's all about the commenting system. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live, you need to be logged into Google, a Google account, because it's YouTube comments. However, uh, if you're in our Facebook group and you wish to be de-anonymized, you wish to show us your avatar and we can see your name, then you'll need to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB. I'm going to say that again. Chat.restream.io forward slash FB. It should be in the comment thing, you know, the thread right at the top. Click that and give us authorization and then we can see who you are. And uh, yeah, pause pause the show for a moment. Just go, go to Twitter and, uh, you know, mention what we're doing and uh, let's see. See if we can have a nice conversation today. We've got a few people joining us. I think it's always nice to mention those right at the very start. 
First off, uh, we've got Marcus Burnett. Hello, everybody. Always happy to start the week seeing all these beautiful, smiling faces. Oh, that's nice. Thank you very much. Peter, Hello. just simply saying hello. Love all the Florida representation. <laughs> uh, uh, tuning in from Orlando area. Okay. So, all right. Okay. Oh, it's all happening in North America. We've got Courtney. Stay tuned, Courtney. We're going to talk about your the piece that you posted this week. Just slightly north of them is Marcus. This should have been a semi-in-person episode. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, what have we got here? Morning, Peter. Oh, okay, the lurkiest lurker. We've got Matt Cromwell giving us a wave, and we've got a media hosting. Good afternoon, everybody. That's a new face. Nice to, nice to see somebody new. Okay, right, enough of that. I've been droning on for ages. Let's get into the, the meat and the potatoes of it, shall we? Here we go. First thing that's up. Um, is just to say that WordPress 6.0, release candidate one, has come around. This piece was posted, well, just a few days ago now, the 3rd of May. I am not going to go into any of the details of this. I am simply going to say it is there. And basically, eyeballs is what's needed at this point in order to make WordPress 6.0 come out and be as smooth as possible with as few bumps in the road as possible. This release candidate needs to be downloaded and it needs to be tinkered with. And then if anybody tinkers with it and things break, the uh, the feedback is greatly needed. I don't know if any of you three have anything to add to that. My my purpose for putting that on was simply to say it existed, go test it. That'll be very helpful. But if any of you three want to just butt in and say something, feel free. I just want to enhance that and say every plugin developer and every theme developer really should uh, use the release candidate one to check on their products and see that they're still working well with WordPress 6.0. Yeah, so it's freely available to download now. Um, if you're inexperienced with WordPress, that we've, there's this whole process of sort of beta testing and release candidate testing, and you, you don't want to use this for your regular website. Stay away from anything that starts with release candidate or beta. Just just go for the normal releases as they come out, unless you want to stick it on a development environment. Feel free to do that, but don't play with this one unless you are literally playing with it. Okay, well, if that's Good the case, point, we'll... Nathan. Yeah, well, yeah, it's often... It's it's often just sort of understood that everybody knows what they're doing and perhaps not. Go, oh, look, we've got a new one. No, 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 don't use it on your live websites. This, however, is a nice new feature. We're looking over at make.wordpress.org. Um, we've got, is, is do we pronounce, do forgive me, is this name that I'm seeing on the screen, is that pronounced Jorge? Yes, yes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, Jorge Costa, this is the 3rd of May. This is really great. I think nobody could think this is a bad... Well, somebody, no doubt, somewhere will, but I think this is lovely. Page creation patterns in WordPress 6. So right now, if you're using the block editor, which I'm sure many of you are, when you click add page, you basically get a blank canvas. If you are looking at it for the very, 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 very first time, you'll get a little tutorial guiding you how to use it. But typically, you'll go to a blank canvas and you'll have to start filling it up from scratch. Now, if you've adopted block patterns as a way to sort of save away templates and designs, you can then click the plus icon, locate the pattern in question, and you're off to the races. But wouldn't it be helpful if at the point when you created a page, a little modal popped up and said, well, how do you fancy using one of your saved temp uh, 
block patterns as the template to get you started on this page. And of course, that's exactly what this does. So new in 6.0, you can choose from patterns. They have to be uh, registered correctly. They have to exist already. But what happens is you click add new, little modal comes up. The picture that I'm looking at, maybe Birgit or Daniel or Michelle have tinkered with this. I don't really know. We'll ask them in a moment. The picture comes up and it just gives you a visual representation of what you're going to be getting and the name of whatever you've saved it as. You click go and that's it. Now, we're very familiar with this. If you've used a page builder for any length of time, often this is de rigueur. This is what you do. You just begin a page and that's the first job on your list is to select a template and drop it in and modify it. Nice to see this coming into WordPress core. Kind of cool feature and I think it's going to save people an awful lot of time. It feels like this absolutely needed to happen. So I'm going to open the floor. Anybody wants to comment on this, feel free. I'm I'm actually really excited about this. Most of my work is doing themes. Um, one of the other things in my day job is doing a very large redesign for the Pinellas County government here in Florida. Uh, so we're redesigning our website, and that's about to launch soon on WordPress from a static site. But uh, but for that, you know, if we had this to work with, that actually would have been pretty interesting because we could have used different types of you know patterns like that instead of page templates. And so that's where I see this kind of replacing in a way i don't know if that's what they're saying officially but to me you know this is a step in the direction basically to to get rid of page templates and make it so that patterns really can be used you know for a whole page and get people get people interested in it i'm all for it i like it it's just going to yeah. be a learning curve yeah yeah i don't think they're gonna get rid of template uh theme templates um but because you want you need them for single posts and single page displays um, and this is only working for pages. So if you start a post, um, it won't come up. But I really like it. It's so exciting to see that. And um, other page builders and um, block plugins had a similar functionality before. And I'm so glad that it's now coming into core um, because then it can be integrated with a pattern directory, with theme uh, patterns and all that. So it's a, a really great improvement here. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it would be kind of nice to have an option somewhere. And again, nobody wants to load up the WP settings area with options, but it might might be nice to have a tick box somewhere saying, do you want to see pattern directory patterns when you launch a new page? You know, you tick that box and then from that moment on, every time you add a page, this pops up with that in the future and you can just start to choose them. Or you could, you know, just begin from a blank canvas if you're into just doing it that way. Michelle, I don't know if you've got anything to throw in on this one. You know, I haven't used it at all yet, but I have about three sites that I need to build in the next two weeks. So I'll, <laughs> be, I'll, be, I'll be playing with it. I'll report yeah. back. <laughs> the, there's a couple of caveats that we should throw in. Uh, Birgit mentioned the first one, which is that currently this will not be available to posts. You are looking only at pages, which yeah, I guess is a cracking place to start considering it's, yeah. you know, it's templated content. It's probably going to be best used in that way. However, this will not work. It's not going to be like switched on for you. You've actually got to do some work. So I'm just going to quote from the website. It says that this modal, the modal containing all the, the patterns that you've saved away, the modal appears each time a user creates a new page when they are patterns on the, when there are patterns on the website that declare support for core forward slash post dash content 
content block types. By default, WordPress 6.0 core does not include any of these patterns, so the modal will not appear without some of the some of these post content patterns being added. And then there's a little tiny, teeny, tiny little bit of code which you may wish to inspect in order to to make that happen. So um, it's going to be great but you might need to just go ferreting around and hunting around in order to get it to work. But yeah, really, really nice. So that's, sorry, go on, be again. I think that um, most of the block themes I that agree. are now available in the uh, WordPress.org uh, directory yep. will probably implement that yeah, as soon yeah. as WordPress 6.0 yeah. comes out. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I mean, basically, if you don't see anything, then you know that you've got to go exploring a little bit further. But if you see things, then you're off to the races. And hopefully, it'll save a lot of people a lot of time. Uh, remembering, of course, that you can save your own patterns, build your own things and save them and import them into your current website projects. So in your case, Michelle, once you've got the first site finished, you can just pull them all across to the second site and the third <laughs> site and, and modify as necessary. That'll be that'll be a nice labor-saving device. Um, this one came to me courtesy, I think, of David Bissett from Post Status, but I believe that somebody said that there was another name involved with this project. Who, who was it? Olivia Bissett, which Thank is you. the so daughter Olivia. of David. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I seem to remember getting into WordPress. I, I don't know when it was. I'm going to guess that we were on about the 11th year, maybe the 12th year or something like that. The last time I feel like I celebrated WordPress Day was about when it turned 15. That seems to be the big milestone. And then, as I was saying earlier on the call to you three, COVID came along and kind of er erased several of the years of my life. Uh, but we're here. We're at 19 years. And there's a lovely new website with a fabulously short URL, wp19.day. Let me say that once more, wp19, as in the numbers one, nine, dot day. I didn't even know that dot day was a domain that you could get. I'll certainly be going out looking for those from now on. And it's basically, it's just a list of, um, it's just a list of thoughts and people putting their thoughts together about what WordPress has meant to them. We've got a few vi video. Oh no, look, let me just move that along. There we go. Um, we've got a few videos, some quotes from various people in the WordPress community. And I just thought it was a really nice idea. It says May 27th, 2022 is the 19th anniversary of the first WordPress release. We think this is worth celebrating and we want the WordPress community all over the world to celebrate with us by sharing thoughts, photos, tweets, and joining in two fun live events and, wait for it, game shows. Mm. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know if anybody wants to comment on that, but I'll, uh, I'll let you go for it if you wish. Yeah. Well, chapeau that... to David and Olivia to put this together and bring it out yeah. so fast, yeah. Don't refresh yeah. right now because it's not available. It says scheduled maintenance. <laughs> oh no! What have we done? What I was like, I wanted done? to go look at it, and oh, I was like, Oh no! Let me let me must have a thousand oh, people. No, you're right. It is the HTXS. Like I think needs to be refreshed. Oh dear, the effect. The effect. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's at wp nineteen dot day, and uh, and you can go and check it out which is really nice it's I'm just sure, a, it'll be back I'm sure it's i'm sure soon. they're probably in the middle of going through their early morning routine of updating plugins and uh, or, getting it 
Or WP Builds is the new. Oh, just we killed it. Yeah, we just killed it. That's. I think the former is far more likely, but unless they are on. Don't go to any of my sites right now. I just. uh, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) same sort of thing. Um, Okay, so that's one kind of WordPress event that's happening fairly soon, and another one which I wanted to draw everybody's attention to uh, is this. This is a one of those live events. Um, it's called Word Sesh. It's been around, I think this has been around yeah. probably the original WordPress live event online, right? I think so. I think they were the first people to do that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, I want you to bookmark it, stick it in your diary. It's May the 16th to the 20th, 2022. Uh, it builds itself as a virtual conference for WordPress professionals featuring hands-on workshops, incredible sessions, great swag, and an amazing community. Um, messages from the sponsors. And then we get onto the list of the speakers. And you'll see there's a great big long list of people. Um, and there's going to be an awful lot discussed. I confess I haven't dug deeper into who is speaking about what. I've just looked at the images here and thought this looks like a fascinating, fascinating event. What's the um, what's the thoughts on these live events now, Birgit? You were uh, you were mentioning just a few moments ago that you're going to be heading over to WordCamp Europe. Um, <laughs> that's that's like a big change, right? Suddenly, those kind of things are possibly on the cards again. How do we think these these online events are going to fare? Not just for Birgit, anybody can jump in, but yeah, what do we think? Well, I think WordSearch has a huge community, and uh, you're right, Brian Richard has. Uh, producing those events for at least six years that I know him. Um, and um, he has professionalized the uh, putting virtual events together and he helped the WordPress community uh, to pivot to virtual events in, um, in, in spring of 2020 uh, when the uh, pandemic hit and all the work, uh, in-person workings were closed. Um, yeah, cancelled. So, um, yeah, no. Um, and virtual events are still very, very needed because not everybody can jump on a plane and go some places. Um, so uh, the learning and the shared, um, yeah, sh- shared knowledge in these virtual events is very, very uh, important to. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, bring new people to the community to share the knowledge and um, have everybody a successful WordPress. Um, life, so to speak. It's um, it's totally free. There's no cost attached, and it's spread over four days. So basically, a week, kind of a week from now, uh, May 16th to the 20th, 2022. You just go to wordsesh.com um, and register for free. I think you've got to fill out one field with your email address, and you're done. Uh, you can follow yeah. them over on Twitter. And presumably they'll have more in terms of the, um, oh, no, there is a speaker's bit here. And the schedule. I should go to the schedule. I guess I didn't notice that before. So here we go. Yeah. Here's, here's the meat and the bones of it. So starts by the looks of it. It says day one on the 17th, even though further up in the page it said the 16th. So maybe there's some sort of uh, contrib day or something. On, on 16th, 11 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. Ah, okay. It's that thing. Yeah. Okay. It's Time's separated zone. into three different um three different uh, sections, basically, of sessions based on time zones. Yep. Got it, got it, got it. So here we go. Here's the here's the list. I will not bore you by reading them all out, but how many have we got? We've got, on the first day, two, four, six, uh, six speeches with a keynote at the end. 
And then it looks like a similar thing on the second day. And then on the third day, oh, there's a lot of uh, a lot yeah. of interest in the last one. There's a keynote all about rebuilding whitehouse.gov in six, in six weeks. Yeah, that's going to be good. Oy, 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 can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine how many, how many pounds of coffee were drunk during those six weeks? Uh, but a fabulous event. Um, and again, sorry, I've excluded Daniel and Michelle from that. Do you want to drop, drop in anything? I was going to mention there's also just a great lineup of people speaking at this that that I haven't heard before. Um, folks that you know have been on been very uh, vocal on Twitter uh, on the things they're working on, but not necessarily you know have done a talk on it. So we're going to see like Aruba uh, doing a presentation, uh, Carl Alexander, you know, talking about his stuff with Amir, which basically works with AWS. Um, some really great plugins and services people. You know, we're talking about that they're that they're using, so it's going to be really good. Yeah, nice, um, Michelle. Anything there? You know, I for one, I'm really happy that we're going to continue to have online events, um, even in a almost post-pandemic or post-pandemic world. Um, one of the things that we strive for at Big Orange Heart is reducing those feelings of isolation that come with being a remote worker. And um, as Birgit said, so many people can't afford to just get on a plane and go to a WordCamp. And so to be able to continue to bring events online to people who can access them wherever they have internet is still going to be very important, which is why we're going to continue to do WordFest, uh, 24 hour straight, 24 hour marathons mm -hmm. of um, WordPress content um, going forward. And we actually have our next date for the WordFest this fall. I don't know if we've made it public yet, but it will be um, November 19th. Nice. Oh, Add that nice. to your calendar too. Uh, give us that one again. November the what? Nineteenth. November the nineteenth. I should add. I'm I'm always terrible at doing my own promotional stuff, but I should add that. Um, uh, short, following on shortly after that, if you're into maybe it's the eighteenth. Um, it's the eighteenth. It's, a, it's 18th the Friday. November. November. The Friday okay. Yeah. Right. We we will Sorry certainly make sure that in the run up to that event that we we mention it over and over Absolutely. again. That's a really good one. This is um this is the Page Builder Summit, which obviously I'm involved with with Anshan Baru. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's coming up. It's about six weeks away now. We've got quite a, a nice list. I, I, I must say the list is quite a bit bigger than this now. We've got quite a few people uh, coming to join us. Many familiar faces, but again, like um, Daniel said, maybe some, maybe some unfamiliar ones as well. There's a few more to add to the list, probably about another nine or ten thus far. But uh, pagebuildersummit.com, uh, you can register, and uh, it's free. In this, it's not quite in the same way free. It's free for the time that it's live. You're free to watch it, and uh, it's happening from the 20th to the 24th of June. So that's in about in about six weeks from now. So go and check that one out as well. Okay. Right then, where did we get to? We're on to sort of like personal news now. We've had a couple of events mentioned. Let's go for this one. This is a uh, big mega menu there. This is um, to say that Yoast have decided to sort of completely rejig their team. You, I, I kind of followed the Yoast story for the longest time. Uh, obviously, we had Yoast, whose name is not spelt Y-O-A-S-T, but Yoast of Ork was um, in charge of it. And then several years ago, uh, Marika, um, his wife, she took over as the CEO, I believe. And then she stepped down a little bit earlier in the year. And so now there is there is a picture of the of sort of like members of the new team. 
team. It says, today, we proudly present Yoast's new team, leadership team. The past year has been quite a year at Yoast. Big things happened at our beloved company. As the icing on the cake, we now like to introduce you to the leaders. Um, and should we just go through who they are? First, familiar faces. We've got Chaya, who is the chief operating officer. Unique. Um, sorry, Marika will be the head of strategy. Irene will be in, in charge of uh, research and development. I don't know how to pronounce her, H-E-R-R-E, uh, will be the new head of technology and a very familiar face to this show, Taco, who comes on, I don't know, every five or six weeks and co-hosts with me. He, um, he is going to be taking over the role of head of relations. And so, yeah, if you're using Yoast, they were recently acquired by new, I'm going to say Newfold Digital, is that the right word? Yeah, Newfold Digital, I've just found it on the screen, in August 2021. I think that gave them a certain ability to flex because they weren't necessarily thinking all about the, the payroll and all of that. Maybe that side of freed things up a little bit. So we've got a new team. If you go to the WordPress plugin repository, they're always there, aren't they? They're always right near the top with their five plus million active installs. They're definitely doing something right. Um, and I, I guess when a company is rejigging itself in this way, cause for concern for people who are using the product. They want to know that it's going to remain stable and looked after. Well, let's figure out. Let's. I'm, I'm sure that they will. Um, but that's the piece of news. Anybody a Yoast user? Anybody got any thoughts on this? I, I still use it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like people dump on it a lot, but I still use it, and I actually like it. Um, you know, there are a lot of ads that go into the free version uh, there, of course. And so it's valid that people would mention those things. Um, but also, too, I think their 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 deployment into Shopify, I think, is yeah. also pretty interesting. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've been looking at just for, like, side projects. Like, Shopify looks pretty interesting as an alternative to, to WooCommerce, just to kind of understand. Um, so seeing Yoast over there, too, gives me some hope that, you know, some of the plugins that people have been working on for years might be able to venture into other <laughs> other ecosystems, basically. I wonder if the Shopify thing is easier for them to monetize because you go into Shopify with totally with the knowledge that you are going to be paying for it. And, yeah. you know, you, you, it's a service and you in in most services like that, most SaaS type services, the, the the arrangement is I give you money, you give me a service in return. And mm -hmm. so you've just got that in your head, whereas the WordPress thing is a little bit more of a difficult yeah. difficult circle to square. So I wonder if it is going to be easier to monetize. And it is yeah. growing. I have a lot of uh, colleagues who now they are quite happy to recommend it. You know, if the, if the if their client doesn't want to get into the weeds of WordPress, then that would be their that would be their second suggestion is just go to Shopify. It'll do 95% of everything you want. And it's, I don't even know what yeah. it is. I'm going to say $19 a month or something for their starter plan. Seems like a I fairly think, decent way to go for them. I think it is. I mean, one of the funny things is that uh, we had that, uh, a bit of a discussion over the past, a couple months ago on, you know, the whole concept of an ecosystem store type of situation for plugins and WordPress. And that whole conversation really started from Slack uh, in post status Slack, when Yoast <laughs> was actually talking about these things over there, and this was before the Shopify announcement, so I wonder if he had already seen, like, kind of behind the scenes, what they were looking at in the Shopify environment and seeing that it actually works out really well for them. Yeah, 
on those yeah. things together. Yeah. Well, they're doing something right, that's for sure, because they are hoovering up a large pro- proportion of the, you know, not proportion, but they're definitely doing something right. So anyway, there we go. The I, I guess a piece like this needs to come out to assuage people's fears. You know, if you've got 100 websites as an agency and you've got them all on Yoast and you're paying the, for the premium version, you want to know that the team are going to be out there looking to bat for you and still updating. And of all the things, SEO seems like the one which is the most, it's a really difficult piece, isn't it? Because Google keep you in the dark. They've got to keep sort of reverse engineering everything and trying to update everything and stay ahead of the game without falling foul of, I don't know, whatever it is that you fall foul of if Google catch you doing nefarious things. And um, and they need, a, they need a team. I think Yoast, um, re- recently said they've got something like 130, 120 employees. So they're a big, big, big WordPress company. And uh, yeah, the the usual thing, uh, it says, what does this mean in the road ahead? It mean, le- Leadership changes, of course. Of course, our mission for SEO won't change at all. We're still dedicated to offering each and every everyone equal chances of search results with our software and educational materials. You kind of feel that nobody... You'd, Everybody's going to say that anyway, but nice to nice to hear it. Yeah. But I also think that um, with the two um, people that are very um, visible in the community, with Taco as well as with Marika, mm. um, there is a really good continuity there. And Tice hasn't been coming out of the um, yeah box uh, suddenly. He has been working for use uh, for quite a bit. I don't know exactly how long, but. Um, yeah, it's a it's a continuation, and it's a, uh, a definitely a, a revamp of leadership that makes um, makes me actually be very confident. Because if you don't have a um, a succession plan for your leadership and execute on it, um, people burn out, and leadership is a hard thing to do. So mm-hmm. um, uh, it actually um, in in increases the trust that I have in Yoast. They're also very big. Um, I remember it was probably going back about three months ago, something like that. Uh, I can't remember who did it, but the this sort of annual survey of who's committed to WordPress core over the the previous year came out. And as you would expect, automatic is the big circle. And then there are s- smaller circles, but very much in second place with the by far the the next biggest circle was Yoast, and they'd committed a significant number of hours. So from that point of view, they they definitely you know they, they definitely have earned their the trust of the community. I think because they do second a lot of people over, but also and I don't I'm pretty sure that I'm right in saying this. They're usually one of the big sponsors at the the bigger of the word camps and i'm going to i I haven't looked but i'm going to dare to say that if you went to wordcamp the wordcamp eu website and looked i'm more or less guaranteeing that yoast will be one of the big kind of gold banner standard um sponsors i've just said that and i have no idea if that's true (laughs) but but i if, if one of you three wants to go and look and tell me i'm wrong but you know they 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 take a, a lot of that, and obviously it works for them. They get something in return. They're representing themselves at a big event with a big booth and all of that. But equally, um, it's a good commitment that they put in to keeping those kind of events going. Because we, as we know, the ticket price certainly doesn't pay for well even the food that you eat at those events. Somebody's got to be paying for it, and it is largely, I think, done with the the sponsorship tiers. So yeah. 
There we go. Very nice. And Taco can tell us all about it next time he is back. Okay, let's move on. Do a bit of full site editing, shall we? Two pieces about full site editing. Uh, this is very much, I think, maybe in Birgit's wheelhouse. I don't know. Let's see if she wants to contribute to this one. But full site editing outreach number 14. Anne McCarthy has been through 13 previous iterations. And she has this she has this process where she asks you to go and do something uh, in the same way as, as a lot of other people. The idea being that um, if a lot of people contribute their feedback about a specific task, meaningful data will come back out of it. And, and they're very specific and they're usually a little bit interesting. You know, it, it isn't like go and create a post and write these lines. And in this case, I think this is quite a cool one. It's, um, it's number 14 and it's all about creating a recipe post. Now, goodness knows whether or not you will be creating a recipe piece actually at any point in the near future. But the principle though is what can you do with it? How can you, how can you jazz it up and make it look good? What things can you deploy? And she wants you to try out a few different things. Justin Tadlock, which is the piece which is on the screen now, has a piece on the 5th of May. It's called FSE Outreach Number 14, Building Recipe Posts with Lists and Quotes. And you can see if you're looking at the screen what Justin managed to do. Um, the, there's a couple of things that he got out of it. He likes the new um, the new list and the quote blocks, particularly the list, the new list block. And I didn't know this, but apparently, Birgit, you can tell us if this is true or not. Apparently, if you now create a list, the previously the block was just a block of the list items. It was one block. And if you, you know, you click return, you'd get another portion of that block. You'd get another dot or whatever it may be, depending on how you decided to style it. But now, if I read it right, you can put blocks within the list block. So the list items themselves can be mm. other blocks. Did I read that right? Yes, that's exactly right. And that's an experimental uh, block right now. Um, so it won't be in 6.0. And um, you need to have the plugin, Gutenberg plugin installed. And there's an, in the admin section, there's an, um, um, a menu item called experiments. And you need to turn that on to be able to uh, test this. Um, because the list view, as, uh, the list as well as the, the quote block are right now in the um, development phase for the second version of it, and that is to use other blocks within um, the block. So the quote block, you can have um, images oh, in there and um, also style your paragraphs, and you can have lists in quote blocks. That's kind of the ultimate test. <laughs> You're having inner blocks and inner blocks and inner blocks. Um, but it's uh, it's the version that is now uh, being tested. So this is quite a future look, uh, looking into the future um, of the next iteration while the team works on 6.0 release um, to uh, yeah, have people really go through the process and test those um, new blocks and see what works, what doesn't work, and what should be better. And the feedback is really really helpful for the product team to make this as best that it can be before it uh, will be comes, comes out of experiments into the plugin and then from the plugin into the WordPress core. So there are quite a few iterations happening. So And you're right there in the forefront if you yeah it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you feel like you've helped a little bit as well, which is quite a nice thing. So, oh, that's okay. a big help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. The... Um, 
the right. I'm going to put us all on the spot because every single application that I've ever used, if I invoke a list, I just get a list. I get a list and it's the same all the way down until I stop making bullet point items. You know, I can change the styling of maybe it becomes an arrow instead of a dot or it becomes, I don't know, whatever. But the list is just a list item. And I am trying to think about, although it's really cool that I could put other things inside of a list item, I'm trying to think of a use case where I could actually benefit from that. What can anybody come up with one off the top of their head where having a different item in a list item would be cool or useful? Yeah, we actually we have this use case right now nice. in the government website. So we've been having trouble because we need to do exactly that. We need to put in an image basically into that list so that they Got can it. actually see something we're referencing. Yeah. So, so even, okay. even something that simple. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. You've just nailed it straight away. An image inside of a list that dot yeah. all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm for right to now make... to get around that. I just want to mention for right now to get around that we've actually been using uh, Aruba Ahmed's uh, super was a super list block. Yes, um, which which does similar things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He seems to be on a clip, doesn't he, at the minute, creating fun and interesting stuff. Um, but okay, so it might be images, right? I'm going to throw it to Birgit. You've Images is ticked off the list. You're not allowed to use images. Other <laughs> I can't use. No. Well, you could also use a gallery block um, to kind of pivot off that. Yeah. Um, but the one is also, sometimes you want to have a second paragraph on a list item, and now you can do it. Otherwise, you, you would have to shift enter and then manage um, the, the distances of it. So this definitely um, will allow you to do that. Um, you could even have a heading in there. Um, <sighs> And yep. then have yep. Um, yep. different um, yeah paragraphs for a particular heading. So, oh, so could, yeah, yeah, you could have nested lists where yeah. they each yeah. get their own heading. So you could have H two, then H three, and H four. And okay, all right, now it's starting to become clear. Michelle, have you got any? <laughs> You've I two mean, have been stolen. <laughs> podcast embeds where you want to list the episodes. You see, Certainly. you're all really clever, and I couldn't manage one. <laughs> and I just thought, actually, styling, just being able to style things differently. So this one paragraph is in, I don't know, um, some sort of font, some sort of code-readable font, and all of the others are in a different font, or there's yeah. italics for this one or not for that one. Yeah, it's actually really cool. It, I mean, it, it's although it's bound to the list block, what it's showing for me is that you can you can nest these lists, sorry, you can nest these blocks within blocks within blocks within blocks, and you can get really creative, whereas on the sort of page builder side of things, essentially whatever the module does, the module does, and unless you're willing to build your own modules, you're kind of confined to that functionality, whereas with things like this, so long as you're prepared to, chuck the things in and nest them and all of that kind of stuff you can you can get really creative with it all yeah and the, the test um call for testing is actually um to push it to the edge yeah try and break it and see what breaks with all your <laughs> nesting kind of thing yeah so that's the call <laughs> it's uh, a good so, question yeah. it's a good question in the in the um in the chat i don't it's just the anonymous Facebook user, but asking how accessible is the image or other content within list element? That's yeah, a good that's question. A good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any no. insight into that. I'm I'm going to put my finger in the air and say, 
probably not that accessible at the moment, but I so, guess um, that will I have guess to it be depends. I mean, I would assume that image alt um, attributes would still work this sure. just yeah. the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And that tabbing through, however it's embedded, is still going to work with a, a screen reader, I'm assuming, but I haven't tested it. So. Sorry, yeah. I wasn't meaning specifically about the images. I was meaning, you know, if you literally started to throw anything, the kitchen right. sink at it, every scenario of possible block embedded in possible block, well, yeah, we'd, we'd have to wait and see. Um, yeah, whoever you are, go and go and download it and it's, play with um, it and see what you get. So we we did have to go ahead and just do a workaround, just doing straight HTML basically to do this stuff for now, and and it passes a WCAG fine. Okay. Like that's the that's the accessibility guidelines. So um, I mean it's fine as long as you have that alt text in there uh, and you're not putting tab attributes on it. Okay. Perfect. Good answer. For image. I don't know about other things. <laughs> Good question, Facebook user. Um, you may have missed the beginning of the show, but there is a link right at the very top. If you wish to click that link, it's from Restream. Uh, it will allow us to know who you are. You may wish to remain. Put your name in parentheses afterwards. Oh, oh yeah, I'll just tell us what your name is by typing it at the beginning of your comment. Yeah, it's a good point. Anyway, the whole point of that article isn't for us to talk about list items and things like that. The whole point of the article is that you uh, go and go and play and then give Anne McCarthy go. and anybody else that is going to be reacting to this your feedback. So right at the very top of the link, you can see here it says it's open to the public now, and if you click over there, you'll be taken to the article. It was 28th of May, and it's called Rallying Recipe Reviewers. It's over at make.wordpress.org. As always, I will link to all of these within the show notes that will be coming can, out with the Can you go back episode. to the... I can. The, yeah. yeah, can you scroll down? Yep. Because I don't, I don't care what it says there. I am never going to make a spaghetti taco. <laughs> This is, uh, <laughs> this is uh, uh, Justin. Ju Justin, some, some do, you, fusion, do you follow Justin? Some fusion on... doesn't need to be done. <laughs> Does anybody follow Justin on Facebook or anything like that? I do. Justin, Justin is like a prodigious cook. He's like every couple yeah. of days he'll throw a picture of something that he's made the previous day, and it, 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 he really makes a lot of effort with his food. So I think this was – he did actually mention in the article this was right off his street. So, you know, all I'm saying is he cooks a lot and he's making spaghetti tacos. <laughs> so there must be something in there. He did say, look, he said, I had fun with this testing round. Recipes are my jam, so I picked the perfect one to share. He's not making this up. This is real food. <laughs> he made a he made a mulberry pie yesterday and and picked the mulberries himself. He says, you "See, so. yeah, it by the looks off. of it, he posts photos of his sort of gardening projects, doesn't he? And it looks like he's got a, quite a nice bit of land which he spent time uh, cultivating to grow fruit and vegetables and things. And out they come out the ground and they go into Justin's pot. It's absolutely great." Uh, Jess Frick, hello, Jess. She's saying she uh, Jess. haven't tried the tacos, but spaghetti pizza is the bomb. There you go. You see another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna take your word for that, Jess. I'm not gonna test that theory. <laughs> Spaghetti pizza, yeah. Okay, it's like so, a bread, a bread sandwich or something. Can, like could I have some carbs on my carbs, please? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, just before so, we move Michelle, on, so Michelle, you're not a real fan of uh, spaghetti with mashed potatoes either. <laughs> this is is all that something wrong. that you eat? That was my favorite food when I was little, like eight oh, or nine years old. Goodness. Oh, yeah. Together okay. with I'm, I'm Hawaii gonna go, toast. I'm going to go with no. 
Let's. I'm just going to put up for everybody's benefit. Daniel just a moment ago mentioned uh, a plugin that he'd used recently, Superlist, um, and you can find it at Aruba.com. A U R O O B A dot com, and it's She's called Superlist. And we need to get her on the show if she has Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. And uh, what what specifically were you using? What were you implementing from this time? What was the specific key thing? Uh, this I've been using it for a, a site I'm working on right now that has grids in it. So this this was able to allow me to do grids with a list. Okay, like this, kind of like we're way. seeing on yep. the screen there. Okay, great. Okay, all right. Well, I confess I've never seen that one before, so I will... I will stick it in tomorrow's show notes. That's good. Uh, this one isn't really for comments, but I just thought I'd put it up. Every so often you come across an article, which is just quite helpful. Uh, will Morris over on Talk Magazine. It's not a particularly long article. Probably take you like 10, maybe 15 minutes to read. It's just a bit of a primer on full site editing. I know that by now a lot of you have probably dabbled with this, but if you haven't, published 5th of May, it's up to date. Um, full site editing, your complete guide. Uh, and it, like I say, it kind of gets you over the main humps in about 10 or 15 minutes. So I'll include that in the show notes tomorrow as well. So there's that. Right. Courtney. I wonder if Courtney's still paying attention. She was in the in the comments just a moment ago. We have uh, Courtney's article. It was over on make.wordpress.org. She, she would like to make a make, that's a bit meta, isn't it? She would like to make a make WordPress team uh, project or project updates. And uh, and I'm just highlighting the fact that she's endeavoring to do this. You can find it. It's over at make.wordpress.org. Uh, search for Courtney Robertson, or the piece itself is, is entitled Proposal, uh, colon, make WordPress team or project updates. And the idea really is that it's just one place which you can reliably visit which has pretty much everything that you may like to know uh concerning what's going on with those two projects so i'm just going to click on it and open it and you can see here like right ready for the scroll okay so this is stuff which has happened recently in wordpress now you're not going to you're not going to be able to keep up with this but it's it's in the following sections core design mobile accessibility polyglot support, documentation. I've got a sore finger scrolling by now. Uh, support articles, developer articles, themes, plugins, community, meta, training, lesson plans, workshops, courses, their subcategories, uh, social learning spaces, test TV, WPTV videos, marketing, CLI, hosting, Tide, Openverse, photos, updates, projects, systems, news. There is more. Jobs, Central, WordCamp, WordPress WordPress Foundation. So, you know, I mean, basically, it's a quick two-minute read. You should be be (laughs) done with most of the stuff in here pretty quickly. But I just thought, I think the intention was, let's just put lots of stuff all in one place in an easy taxonomy that you can understand. It'll self-propagate and self-update is... I think the purpose. So basically, if you just get that URL, hopefully you can keep refreshing it and the content will be refreshed. Courtney's back. Uh, have I got that right, Courtney? And whilst you decide whether to respond to that or not, how how cool is this? Everything in one place. That's so nice, right? Oh, yeah, I'm totally a fan of that. Thank you. Sorry. 
I believe it's using the GitHub workflow, right, to actually do that, which I haven't played with yet, which is pretty I cool. I am not sure. Courtney maybe can tell us. But, I mean, honestly, there must be like two, two or 300 things referenced there. You know, some of it is potentially a few weeks old. I think the some stuff goes back to March. But there's an awful lot of stuff in there which happened during the last few days. So there's things in that list, 6th of May, things in that list from the 4th of May, the 10th of the tenth of May. What? Oh, it's the agenda for the chat on the 10th of May. I was thinking, <gasps> she's posting from the future. How good is she? <laughs> Surely it's the 9th of May. Yeah, I get it. Um, but essentially, it's all being kept up to date. Teams and their outposts updated via RSS she says. So I can probably read the URL for this one easily enough. It's uh, it's github.com. In fact, let me just post it on the screen. It's going to be a whole lot easier than me just trying to read it. Da, 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 add. Is that going to work? Yeah, there we go. Uh, so it's github.com forward slash forward slash Courtney R dash dev forward slash make dash WP. Um, I don't know if that's the intended home for ever and ever, but that's where it's living now. And it really is like everything that you could possibly need to know. So I think it's worth a worth a bookmark. And again, it's in the show notes if you miss it. Get, get, oh, here we go. Here we go, uh, Daniel. She says, GitHub Actions under the hood to update all this over RSS. Oh. There you go. Clever. Very clever. Um, so, yeah, props to Courtney. Now, let's move from props to more props. Double props. This is so interesting. I don't even know where to begin with this one. I've never. Well, actually, that's not true. We had we had Anne McCarthy with her uh, museum of block art a little while ago, which had a flavour of this, I suppose. But this is. I have no relationship with art, particularly, other than that I lo- I know what I like when I see it, but I don't visit art galleries. But I do recognize that, you know, this stuff is needed in the world. People thrive off it. People love it. And, and I think it's fair to say that art is kind of a hard gig to make a living from. So wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be lovely if somebody stepped up and said, do you know what? We're going, to, we're going to allow you to create some digital art and, and we'll employ you to do it. Well, as luck would have it, uh, the guys over at GetShifter have done exactly that. It's their residency program. They're calling it Internet Art at Digital Cube Residency Program. Rachel Winchester posted about this a couple of weeks ago. So it's not brand new news, but I thought it was worth looking at. And uh, Digital Cube's Internet Art Residency Program is officially open for proposals. So y- you're going to be in a bit of a competition, but hopefully they'll find a-, a winning artist. We seek an artist, it says, quote, to make internet art with us and to temporarily join the Digital Cube community as our, check this out for a cool title, Artist in Residence. I want that job. Um, Not only do we want to create artworks, but we're excited about creating work opportunities to help artists develop their careers. This is a paid opportunity. The artist pay rate will be negotiated during the selection process. In addition to the work the artists will do with the Digital Cube team on their project, we have other creative and collaborative activities planned, uh, giving presentations, workshops, hijacking their social media accounts, creating content for blogs. So it could be not just art art 
but it could be, you know, writing things and so on as well. So, okay, I'm just a bit knocked over by this. I just think it's exceptionally cool and props bravo to uh, to the Get Shifter crew. Maybe there's somebody, maybe it's Rachel herself who wrote this, Rachel Winchester, who has a deep interest in art. I don't know, but I'm so pleased that somebody uh, is doing this. Excellent. And I, I want you all to fully comment on this because I think this is brilliant. And then silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I, I, I mean, it. yeah. One of the one of the things I've seen in the past too is a similar type of thing in in different startups that were you know out in California or also in uh, a lot of digital agencies uh, in New York when I was working there that would do something like this. We have an artist in residency. This is a little bit more unique because it's completely online, so you're virtual. So I think that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, the other key thing it says in there too is that they actually get to use the same resources as everyone else in the the. Uh, in the company so they can pull in staff to help create things they don't have to be able to it seems they don't have to be able to know all the technologies they can actually have the staff help them do uh things to execute their vision so you fully become like a member of the team as it said you'll become a member of the team yeah. for that period of time and present yeah oh that so nice anyway sorry michelle you carry on no i i just said it. i was agreeing i think it's a great idea i just also wondering where nfts might come into play in the future because it just seems like some of that artwork would probably be for sale at some point like that but um yeah. oh intriguing okay so you think maybe it's, it's a digital, sort of right? forward play into like the future of nfts and maybe well, they'll at least it could be I mean, yeah it yeah could be, right they may yeah. they may decide to put a, to take part in that ecosystem over there too but uh, I just yeah no I think it's fascinating and I love I, I'm constantly talking about the non-developer side of WordPress and technology um, you know specifically marketing usually for me but the artistry that comes along with what we do is phenomenal um, you know there it's it's hard to find one person that can do the artistry of it and also you know, the, the deep development of it as somebody that has all of those marketing and all of those things together. So to see projects pull those people together to create beauty, I think is a wonderful thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Big it. Anything to add? Well, I can only reiterate what uh, um, Daniel and Michelle are saying. It's a really cool project. And I love uh, that the artists also get to uh, know more about technology because that's the preview, the next home. It's one thing. Yeah, they will um, have exhibits online. They will have uh, to even sell their art online. Um, and for companies that are very like um, Digital Cube, um, is very technic uh, technically oriented. They have a hard time um, creating websites that are visually appealing. That are pulling people in uh, from an artist from a visual point of view. So having a resident artist that yeah. helps with that part as well. Yeah, being uh, when, when I look at uh, Yoast, we just looked at the website yeah. there. Yeah, they have a, um, a resident cartoonist for the last 10 years already yeah. Yeah, that does all the avatars and does all the, the, the featured images and um, all their um, <laughs> visuals in the courses. Yeah, so wait, there wait, is a huge wait. field. That that person that does those avatars, that that's they're a staff member. Like yeah. just for that. I mean, I don't mean yeah. just for that, but for all of their blog no. posts and everything. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All yeah. right. So, and you we need more artists to be uh 
be able to be that person to um, find a, um, a visual um, vocabulary for a, a company that is mainly online. So I that think was, it's a great initiative. That was really far-sighted, I think, of Yoast to do that because since I've been in WordPress, that that theme, I've never seen things from Yoast where that feel and look didn't exist. So whenever that began, I joined WordPress after that, or at least noticed Yoast. And and every time they get a new blog post, they've got a bespoke piece of art. And I I just I just kind of assumed that they would sort of freelance that out to somebody or but having somebody on staff that can take care of that, that's kind of cool. The other one that I don't know if you've noticed more recently is Master WP. They've got this beautiful website, and every time they create a new post. Now, yeah. either they have the, the most amazing stock image resource or they've got somebody making their little posts each time. But each time they come out, they've got what looks almost like a pastel watercolory kind of thing on their posts that relate to the, the post in question. So there was one this week about blocks and um, it was the block protocol. And so they've got this beautiful picture of a bunch of blocks. Now, maybe that existed already, but it feels like they're getting those made because they're very specific. And uh, yeah, you you notice it, right? You, it just yeah. somehow locks in and Master WP just feels like quality for me. There's another, just one more reason why I think that website is great. Give WP has had an artist as a graphic artist as part of this full-time staff for over three years. Nice. And uh, Stellar WP does as well. Um, specifically somebody that was with the events calendar who came into Stellar when uh, the events calendar was acquired. And uh, Jackie is a phenomenal artist and she does a lot of the work that you see on the Stellar WP things. I am so Sorry. getting schooled. I didn't know any of this was going on. <laughs> These artists who just lurk, uh, lurk, making great yeah. things that I just assume freelancers have done. Oh, that's lovely. So yeah. give WP as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm totally going to go off on a tangent now that none of you are expecting because somebody said the word NFT. NFT for me is a trigger word. It causes verbal Sorry. diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. It was fine. me. It's I apologize fine. in advance. No, no. It's coming. It's my fault. I don't get it. Would somebody explain why you would part with your hard-earned money for an NFT? Just, you don't have to answer it, but every time this topic comes up, I'm like, wait, no, I don't get it. I still don't get it. No matter how hard I try, I, I still don't get it. Even though I want to get it, I don't get it. Somebody put me out of my misery. Can we just say that the word fungible is like one of the most fun words right. to say out there? Like, I was like, <laughs> what does NFC stand for? Non-fungible, fungible. Like, and I never, I thought I had never heard that word. There's before. a, there's a, uh, there's a tribe. I'm going to use the word tribe uh, from ancient <laughs> Ethiopia uh, back in the 1400s, and their name is possibly the best word ever. Their name is the Funge. F-U-N-J. Isn't that just a roll off the tongue of the fudge? Anyway, back to <laughs> NFTs. So, uh, more and a fudge, but that's a different story. <laughs> the fudge. Are you curious about this stuff or are you like me, just aghast when you see people spending like hospital wing amounts of money on the, 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 the uh, right to say, I got the first this or that thing that's digital is mine. I, just, I don't get All it. I've got to say is, if you are interested in spending that kind of money, visit my Instagram. Any of my photos are for sale. Yes. <laughs> or go and... Oh, sorry, if... I shouldn't get all political. Or just go and give it to a 
school or something, yes, you know. Absolutely. Um, I've, I, I I've minted a few uh, with the Wapoos and stuff and things like that and played around with it. But, you know, it's, uh, I'd say 99% of it is really just glorified baseball card collecting. Like, that's how it feels, you know. Uh, there's a there's a market for it right now. Um, if you talk to folks like Jason Calacanis and folks that are on the kind of the cusp of a lot of these things happening, Kevin Rose, um, they you know say this is just the very start of that whole technology of using NFTs and all these things. So yeah, yeah, it is maybe, what it is right now. Maybe there's yeah. something useful that'll come um, of yeah. it, but for for now, that's I what they all just... talk about. Yeah, they all talk about five years down the road. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't been buying NFTs, no doubt. Uh, anyway, I don't suppose I will. But you said the trigger word, Michelle, so I had to. I had to dive in. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> right, let's get back to the WordPress. That's right. Yeah, yeah medium fungible. That's uh, yeah. Um, right. Let's go for this. This is kind of nice. This is uh, Image Filters plugin. Uh, Jay, sorry, Kevin Batdorf. Um, this is over on the WP Tavern website. The Image Filters plugin adds over 12, 20 filters, yeah. including vintage, pastel pink, and more. If you've got a mobile phone, this is nothing new. You've had this on your phone, Instagram, for probably over a decade now. But it's kind of a nice feature to come into WordPress. You're chucking an image, you press a button in the block settings, and on the screen, we can. I don't even know what they are. What are they? There's, there's furry creatures, little plush toys that look a bit like an octopus, could be a squid mixed with a cat. I'm not sure, but you, you can imagine, you know, it applies a sort of green layer to it or applies some sort of um, filtering to make it look a little bit different. I, I think those are foxes. They, they're not foxes. Are they foxes? That's a squid no, octopus cat thing. That's what that is. <laughs> but um, I think somebody in the somebody in the comments made the same thing. Hang on a minute. I'm going to find it. Oh dear! Wait, it said no. foxes. Look at the second one. It said. Oh, foxes. was it? Okay, foxes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Can okay. I recolor? Yeah, I'm going to assume. Them? Okay, I'm going to assume that they're foxes. All right. Um, but another use case. It's just another little block from a developer. Does one thing. Does it really well? Could yep. you do this in Photoshop? Yes, of course you could. Um, Does everybody if, have Photoshop? Right, exactly That's right. the question, right? And do you need do you need all of those skills? I don't know how many you get to choose from. I think it's twenty plus. It seems to be in my memory 22, 25, 22. something. Twenty two. So you know it's limited. It'll do whatever you see on the screen. But I just thought that was a cool block mm -hmm. worth. Yeah, mentioning. for sure. Yeah. I like things yeah. like this because as a theme developer, I don't want people really to mess with the images in the first place, like the original image. So yeah. if they could just use a CSS filter and put it over it, terrific. Yeah. You know, if yeah. we can limit yeah. it even more, that's even better. Ah, interestingly, apparently this doesn't uh, apply CSS to the image. Apparently this creates a new oh. version of the image oh. uh, which sits in the library somewhere. So I guess there might be some concern around that. You know, if you're happily clicking, oh, I'll create all 18 and I'll see which one I like best. I don't know where they live mm. uh, or if they get expunged. So that could be a cause. For Why concern. is my site so slow? That's right. Well, <laughs> I have used 16 gigabytes of my storage in the last 12, 12 weeks. I don't get it. So that might be a concern. So choose wisely. <laughs> Pick wisely. Only click once. Or maybe it'll just delete. I don't know. Anyway, the point is I love these blocks. A bit like Daniel. I love these blocks that do one thing and just one thing well. Um, and it's, you know, will I make use of this? Me personally, probably not. 
but I can see that it could well be useful for other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like it. Yeah. And yeah. Kevin uh, is actually a, a developer and uh, um, Extendify um, team. Is he so, really? Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah they, they ex uh, explore extending the core uh, plugs quite a bit. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, that's their that's their sort of UVP, isn't it? Is basically yeah. you know if you uh, if you use our product Extendify and you've got their Pro Suite or you know I think you get ten free patterns a month or something if you're on the the free plan. Maybe not a month, maybe in total. But the idea being that they apply very little. Uh, you know, it's not like a premium suite of blocks. They just use the core blocks, add a bit of, I think it's Tailwind or something, um, which you can then keep yourself if you like. So, okay, that's cool. Didn't know that. Righty-ho, where are we up to now? We are, right, I, I really don't know what to say about this. I'm going to just throw it out there. I've got a feeling that this came from Brainstorm Force. I could be wrong. I don't know if anybody no, wants to... Right go and inspect somewhere or other. But this is, um, so Brainstorm Force, I should say. They produce things like uh, the Astra theme, which is a hugely popular WordPress theme. They produce things like Ultimate Add-ons for Elementor and Beaver Builder. What else do they do? They've got a whole suite. Of, oh, they've got a thing called ConvertBox. They've got a whole load of WordPress products, basically, and some of them are very successful. And I think this is them. Uh, they've got this new thing called Spectra. Now, the devil's work trying to figure out what it does, but but their marketing piece is just launching. It says Spectra 2.0 uh, enables you to create websites that are as fast and hand, as hand-coded ones and easy for users of any skill level. whole point of this page is to try and get you to sign up. You click request access and you go to mm -hmm. a form and sign up about the access. Now, Obviously, anybody that's ever used Gutenberg will instantly recognize this is not some kind of new proprietary builder. There's an image here, and it's clearly using the block editor. Um, and it says what's coming is a complete layout system, powerful layout mechanism that lets you solve common responsive web design problems using a simple, powerful interface. They're going to throw in 30 block, 30 plus blocks. They say it's built for speed, powerful workflow features, blah, 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 you know, the usual marketing stuff. Um, but it's all built inside the WordPress block editor. I, I don't even know what this is going to be. I mean, I can understand if it was just a suite of blocks, but what's yeah. this complete layout system? Why? Why? I mean, if, if you go to the main URL, wpspectra.com, there's a banner at the top. Oh, you see. This used to be ultimate. Or maybe it's not shown. Oh, there it is. Ultimate add-ons for Gutenberg. So yeah. now it's called Spectra. Yep. Okay, so are we looking at anything new then? Or is it now just repackaged with a different with a different um a name. different, you know, your name instead of calling it ultimate add-ons, which is a bit mouth bit of a long thing, isn't it? Ultimate add-ons like for Gutenberg. Yeah, Spectra 2.0. Yeah. yeah, some of the things look, some of the sort of marketing pieces seem to be the same. I don't know. Maybe that was me being sucked in by their marketing. But anyway, Spectra, <laughs> it's a thing. I've played with it before. I mean, it's not. it doesn't have a lot of bloat to it. Um, it does give you the ability to kind of turn things on or off and decide what you want to use. Um, but I haven't played with it enough to know, you know, how useful everything is. What do you reckon to all these things, Birgit, that are starting to bolt into into WordPress's block editor. 
that in some way kind of lock you in. You know, in other words, if you start using them, you've then got to keep using them. Otherwise, your your site is going to go down. You got any thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, that's the WordPress way. You can do that if you wish. But would you do, do you have any concerns around that? Um, no, not more concerns than using a plugin at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what you, you said. It's the WordPress way that people build on top of WordPress. And um, if you want to use those, you need to install the plugin. And if you want to keep using it, um, you need to keep using the plugin. Um, I think it's uh, um, because it's blocks and um, some plugins are actually um, just extending the core block. So if the plugin goes away, um, I don't know. I haven't tested Spectra, but I think it's uh, it's the start of uh, or at the next phase of what started out in uh, three years ago when additional block collections came out. Like Cadence is uh, uh, one from Stellar WP Cadence theme. There are others out there um, like um, uh, uh, Co blocks. Uh, with Richard's table um, at the co-founder that was sold to GoDaddy and is now a theme called Go. Um, and there are others out there um, like Spectra that pivot from a, a Gutenberg block collection to a layout system um, in, in step with the core development and um, core doing a lot of um, foundational work there. Um, I, I have seen others um, that are not as prominent yet or haven't been live either um, that build uh, full systems around it. And it really depends on how the plugin developers treat their, their users in terms of lock-in, um, mm. how it will turn out if people decide to not use it anymore. And, mm. um, but that's, it's with most plugins that give you additional functionality when you switch it off. Yeah. Um, the, custom post type is gone, the calendar is gone, yeah, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That block is just literally missing and you get some kind of error message on your website, yeah. So here's Jane uh, Abrenica, uh, who always puts me straight. She says, from an email from Brainstorm, as part of our undertaking, we are thrilled to announce that we are rebranding Ultimate Add-ons for Gutenberg to Spectra. So there's no news here. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> this, however, this is kind of cool. I do like this. WP Rocket, I... I don't, I confess, I don't use it, but I know a lot of people who do, including my good friend, David Wormsley. Lovely new feature. WP Rocket is, of course, a sort of optimization product, um, caching and so on and so forth. WP Rocket 3.11. I don't know if you should say 3.11. I don't really know. Anyway, they've got this new technology uh, where they are going to remove unused CSS. Now, essentially, I think what happens is you click a button voodoo occurs like just total <laughs> magic and and then about 80 seconds later your home page has been scraped scanned and they figured out actually you know what this ton of css is never getting never getting used let's get rid of it and instead let's have this much slimmer version then it goes around to the rest of your website and, and my understanding is that it takes a page every couple of minutes or something so it hopefully if you're on a you know, a minimal server, it'll cope. And it just strips out the bits and pieces that are not used on a page-by-page -page basis. I'm guessing it'll need to be constantly doing that if you're going around saving things on your site. Right down here is a comparison table. They 
So here's the claim they're making. Elementor, if you begin with, uh, it says a page builder used with WooCommerce, you'd have 924 kilobytes. This smushes it down to 113, so 88%. Pretty similar stats for Beaver Builder, 88%. Gutenberg, they claim to have got down by 88%. Visual Composer, you get the idea. Um, I, I like it. I noticed that Jetpack has a similar feature. I don't know if it's doing it in the exact same way, but it seems like a no-brainer to me. I don't know. This seems like a nice technology. Yeah, this seems great. Um, it's it's one of the things I think it's been missing from a lot of a lot of these caching plugins. Um, you know, we've been able to do it when we're when we're doing you know Node and things like that uh, on the developer side, but you know, rarely does that end up in a theme like that because we have so many things now that we can't we can't uh, forecast. Yeah, so this is great. And, and yeah. typically, I think it would have just been done on a sort of site-wide basis, whereas this, by the looks of it, is taking the time to go to a page, figure it yeah. all out. And like I say, it's voodoo. Yeah. Don't even ask. They don't know how they've done it. They just, <laughs> you know, did things and prayed to certain I, I have gods. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it, it seems to work. And if you're a WP Rocket customer, bravo. I suspect that all the other, I suspect this will start getting a lot of attention and then a lot of the other uh, plugins will go and do it as well. Like I said, I've seen that Jetpack does a similar thing. I enabled it on a WordPress website with Jetpack the other day and it, and it, it was crawling the site because this progress bar went across and it, it took a long time to complete. It was like hours uh, so something was happening, not on the, you know, it wasn't minutes, it was doing things slowly. So anyway, there we go. Very nice. And now, where are we now? So we're on to the user-submitted content from our guests today. The first one that we're going to do is, I just want to say how lovely that brick wall is. That's just <laughs> a lovely wall. Um, this is this is yours, uh, Big Hit. Gutenberg Times, WordPress 6.0, DevNotes, Sneak Peaks, and articles, week, weekend edition 214. What's this? Well, this um, uh, part of, I have a, a weekend edition every every week about uh, what happened in the Gutenberg uh, or in the plugin or block editor kind of space. And um, last week's Saturdays is just mostly about the dev notes for the block editor because there were many, many dev notes. Um, but if you are interested in using um, in developing for, for the block editor building themes, these are the ones that you probably want to look at. Um, and I um, and there were single posts um, in the top and then below. There is also a um, miscellaneous um, section where um, we only collect um, yeah, the snippets for it. And then in that um, post also the upcoming WordPress social learning meetups. Uh, that are in May, uh, so that's certainly interesting for everybody. I wanted to point out one thing. If you scroll up a little higher to the MISC with a, um, a little more, yeah, here, that, that's one. There's one in the middle of it, and that says registration of blocks from within themes. That's, that's a small change, but it's big for theme developers, especially for agency developers who... Uh, build um, mm. full sites for uh, for customers, and um, if they want to switch themes, they they use the same contractor. But um, it was always hard to register blocks 
with the theme uh, and they had to maintain and deploy additional plugins um, for their theme. And that was kind of um, seemed to be uh, quite a nightmare in the agency space for the last uh, few uh, years because it's hard to, to do that. And now there's an official way to do this. Not that it's recommended, but it's still, if you are a theme developer and sell your theme, don't put blocks in there. But if you're an agency developer and you have one client and the theme is just for that, um, yeah, it, it definitely helps with being able to register all the blocks there. You see Daniel nodding, thinking, mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, yeah, he's liking that. So that's um, gutenbergtimes.com, and this particular piece was released. Actually, I don't know. There's no... Uh, well, no it's on, on the bottom. It was on Saturday. Uh, last Saturday. Okay, just the Saturday. Okay, so you'll be able to search for Saturday. The most recent, shall yep. we say. Um, I must say, Birgit, these list items, they're, they're conspicuously lacking images. Um, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the next time, next time this comes around, I'm hoping to see several images and other nested randomness. Some block, some block yeah. inception going that's on. Right. Yes, that's it. That's what we're going to do, block inception. That's such a good name. I love it. Uh, okay, thank you, uh, Birgit, for that. And we'll try to link to that one in the show notes as well. So this is the user-contributed bit from um, Michelle Frechette. Michelle has a camera, and she's very good at using it. I suspect <laughs> if I had a camera, you'd be staring at pictures of my knees and my feet and things like that. And What, what well, are we looking at here? This is your Instagram I only, post. I only post the good pictures. There's tons that I never see the light of day. But uh, I spent last week on a bird watching, so nice. nature watching vacation, rented an Airbnb all by myself and uh, went out every day with the camera. That's a great blue heron coming in for a landing. Oh, yeah, such a nice, nice picture. Majestic. That. Did, you, did you crop that by any chance? Because it's like perfectly aligned in the middle, isn't it? You know, height, width, everything. I mean... I'm an artist, so yes, of course. I yeah, do. yeah. I was thinking you are well, good if you can get the bird to do what you like. The other thing is, like, I I don't know if I remember if I said this before we were on air or after, but almost every single photo I take is taken from the front seat of my car. So yeah, um, I drive around. I, I don't walk well, and so getting out and hiking to see birds and things is just not something I'm able to do. So I drive. I drive through. The, a lot of them are in a wildlife refuge, which you know, is, you can go five miles an hour. It's one one lane. But like the blue jay there, that was in a cemetery. Um, mm. I, I drove through a cemetery and I got that blue jay um, a little further down. Like the eagle on the right there, that was just on a. I was just driving down a road, happened to look up and see it, so I pulled over. I had the cameras with me, and then the green heron, which is right below that eagle. I know it's blue, but it's technically called a green heron. I was on a, a dirt road that I just thought looked interesting. And I, I swear I heard banjos hearing as I was playing as I was driving down the road. But, um, but I, I looked over and there was just the swampy still water. And I, I took a picture of just the water to kind of look later to see if I could see any fish in it. I looked to the right and there was that bird. And I took about 40 pictures of him. I went around, I went down the road again, and he had, was on a different log in a different direction. And I was just like, well, he just wants his picture taken. So I, I'm going to yeah, let you then... into a confession, Michelle. I, mm -hmm. I love taking pictures, but I, I'm the kind of guy that loves to just take pictures of how it is right now. And so I use my phone. 
and mm-hmm. and it, essentially I just wanted to curate what was really happening with my kids. So I never went smile. I just took the picture. But when yeah. over the more recent past, your stuff is coming up more and more in my Facebook feed. Like I've oh. quit almost everything on Facebook, but your stuff gets through. And mm-hmm. I've started to look at cameras and my son, I told you the other day, didn't I? My son yeah. was kind of looking over my shoulder and he was looking at your stuff and he says, I want to do that. Um, that looks really fun. So yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to really, I think it's this would fun. be very good for me, put it that way to get this as a yeah. hobby. I feel it would do me a world of good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun and it takes practice. You know, I, the photos I take now are way better than what I took four years ago, five years ago when I first got my camera. Um, you know, I, and I was used to switch lenses for the zoom lens and the regular. Now I have two camera bodies so that I can just switch cameras and not have to constantly be switching lenses. Um, and then I, you know, I use a photo, a couple different photo editing software. I use Lightroom yep. um, to add, to develop develop the photos. And then if I need to really do any touch up and things like that, like let's say there's a branch in the way, I can go into Photoshop and remove those kinds of. Things. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But that's a, that's mm-hmm. a lot of the fun as well, right? Just really getting into all of the editing side of things. Absolutely. You, the thing is, you've got eagles and fun stuff like that. If if I did this in the UK, I'd get like blackbirds and robins. Uh, there's only so many. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go on holiday. You get a would camera. be surprised. Yeah, would be yeah surprised. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> Once you start yeah. paying attention, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's just the thing, I, right? Like I, I see, I see animals all the time, but I'll say, oh, there's a deer or oh, there's a finch, and people are like, where, where, where? I'm like, you just start to be tuned in to seeing it. That's a that, that's a pie-billed oh, grebe you just went by. That's a beaver on the oh, left there that was in yeah. the swamp. Beaver. Oh, I'm yeah. not allowed to click on them anymore. Instagram's decided I that I'm clicking too many things. So, uh, yeah, sandpiper. Like I feel like this needs narration, like the majestic natural photographer. Yeah. And do you know? Do you know who'd be quite good at that? <laughs> yeah, Daniel, <laughs> this we should guy. Do something together. Does this guy with this silky <laughs> <I> smooth <laughs> voice? The green heron. <laughs> you would be so good at that. Oh, Michelle, can, I feel just, a project Daniel coming. Say, on. Say the Canada gosling nestles under its mother's <laughs> wing. I just want to hear you say that because <laughs> that's the what that Canadian is. It's a Canada gosling, gosling nestles under its w- mother's wing. <laughs> so good. I'm going to write that down. What was that? The, ca- yeah. the Canada gosling nestles. I'm going to. That's going to be the episode title for this week. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Don't I'll, say I'll... don't say Canadian though, because the Canadian oh, people Canada. get really irritated right. when you call it the Canadian goose. It's not okay. a citizenship. It's it's, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's right. As soon as it as soon as it crosses the border, it has to get some sort of check. Where's your passport? There's no passport for Britain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely set of stuff. So, um, thank you. It's Instagram.com forward slash um, Michelle. Well, I'll spell it M I C H E L L E A M E S. It's not Frechette. It's Ames at the end. So Correct. I'll I'll yeah, try to include that as well. Time. Yeah. And that the top one. It looks just like a regular goose. That is a snow goose. So, like, I actually have to go and look up these birds because I'm like, I know it's a goose, but what kind of goose is it? So yeah. I just go to Google, like, yeah. white goose, black tail feathers, and it's like, nice. oh, it's a snow goose. What a nice hobby. How nice is that? It's right, we're going to quickly move on. Uh, where did this one come from? Keeping up with Gutenberg Index Well, it's a, it's a, a hand curated. It's a similar idea that Courtney had, um, but I uh, started it for the make um, blog with keeping up with Gutenberg, there's a lot of people that say it changes often and I don't know where to go to keep it up mm. and with what the changes are. So I started that um, in 2022 and now this is the third year 
um, so this is um, make.wordpress.org forward slash core forward slash handbook forward slash references, but you just bookmark it. Um, keeping <laughs> up with Gutenberg index hyphenated each of those words. And that URL stays the same. You just keep adding to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You and um, I, so I do good. for the previous years. So if you want to look at what was the change log of uh, Gutenberg plugins 12.5, you can go here and find it. And just you are a good custodian yeah. of all this stuff. You and Courtney and oh, just put us all to shame. It's brilliant. Um, right. And then t Tiny Press. Go on, Daniel. Tiny. Tell us about Tiny Press. Uh, well, Tiny Press was a concept I came up with just because I wanted to do something on the side where I could learn about doing email newsletters and the whole you know ecosystem of all the plugins around it and everything. So I'm using newsletter glue for lists on top of WordPress uh, and send it out. It's basically Gutenberg, you know, in the back end. Um, and uh, it's just three links that I send out once a week, usually on Fridays. Uh, and they're just interesting things I, I found. So, you know. So it's a newsletter, yeah. but the, the, the difference is it's basically three links. It's just that each week. Yep. Three links, no more, no less of something that you found curious in the week. Yep, exactly. So tinypress. How do we get on this list? I know I'm on the list, but I don't know. Tinypress.email. There you go. Yep. Tinypress.email. Oh, look, you couldn't have made it easier. That's fairly straightforward, isn't it? Uh, tinypress.email. Put in your email address. Click subscribe. And uh, and you'll get onto Daniel's email list, and you get three links a week, and it's very helpful indeed. Thank you. It's the sort of thing that That's I cool. use um, each week to see what's going on in WordPress. I'm going to share you my pick of the week, but my pick of the week for the first time ever is hardware. I um, I want to I want to show you this little thing. This is for podcasters, right? Look at this little beauty. This is the this is the Zoom. I'll put it there. It's a bit oh, no, it's not easy to see. So it's got four XLR ports. It's called the Zoom P4, and you can plug in four sets of headphones, four microphones. You've got these little buttons. Uh, no, you've got these little buttons here, which enable you to play like I don't know intro music or outro music or jingles. And the idea is that it's battery operated. You just put in two AA batteries. And you can turn up to a live event. Oh, I don't know, something like WordCamp Europe, let's say, and mm -hmm. uh, sit down with some nice folk and drone on about WordPress. And it all fits. I was going to say I'd have to have fairly big pockets, but it fits in my hand, and that's kind of fun. So, top tip: the it's called the Zoom Pod Track P4. I've had a play with it this week, and it is highly, highly recommended. Cool. It's made of plastic. It looks like it's metal. It isn't. If I drop it, it'll be ruined, I'm sure. But I'm, ende I'm endeavoring not to drop it. So that's my recommendation for this week. If you like podcasting and you want to do stuff live, that's dead cool. And what kind of uh, microphones do you plug in? Do you know what? I've just got, well, I've got this one, but this this is the Shure MV7, but it, it's not portable because it's it doesn't really, do you know what I mean? It, there's no way to hold it in your hand. And I feel like a lot of the live stuff is going to be somebody holding it in the hand. So there's a, uh, I've got a couple of these, which are just pretty basic. They're called the sure. Audio Technica AR, ATR2100X. Oh, and it's got um, it's quite nice because it's got an XL. Oh, I can't even pull it out now. It's got an XLR connection in the bottom, 
as well as a USB connection and headphones. So you could plug oh, cool. the headphones of your guest right into there and there's a little volume dial. It's a bit on the plosive side, meaning that um, if they go topic, 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 you get the, the P hits really hard. So I'm going to have to educate people to just hold it sideways like that and it will be fine. But uh, they're the ones I'm going to use, I think. There you go. I use that that, um... Bonus, you could do uh, karaoke with those too, probably. Ooh, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> WordPress karaoke. Yeah. What could Just possibly saying. go wrong? <laughs> Directly from WordCamp Europe. <laughs> That's pre show yeah. of the. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Daniel, you were going to say. Uh, I used the, uh, what was it, the Zoom H4n for, for years, yep. which was, yep. yeah, one of the older predecessors. It's basically a similar setup, only it's got like dials to turn better. off people turn down people headphones yeah. so these are these pots are for the headphone volume so each person gets a different volume these are for the the mic volume and you can mute them you can bring somebody in on skype i won't keep going on but it, i think no it's worries. really great and it's teeny tiny so it'll fit in the backpack and it honestly i'm going to talk in kilos yeah. i reckon it weighs like 300 grams i mean it's nothing is again it's like there's voodoo in there. If I open it up, I reckon there's a wizard, a small wizard in there, just like, uh, like that. Anyway, so that's it. We've done. Unless you guys have you, got anything else. You, we've you plug it into a laptop, right, to get the... No, no, it, no, it just... That's it. Record right there. Oh, yeah. so there's an SD card, you know, like a regular oh, SD yeah. card. And so it records everything. It records every track separately as well as every track bounced onto one. So you can edit it if you want to after the fact. But anyway, I've bored everybody to death now, so I'm quite excited. We are all podcasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, like but the that's second it. or third time you've said voodoo. So if you don't register WPVoodoo.com by the end oh, of the day, no. now you're I'm going to There was something else I was going to register earlier as well, wasn't there? I've forgotten. Um, oh, thank you. Fun episode, says Patricia. Shit. That's uh, that's nice to hear. Thank you so much. And she wants to know if there's a bird app. Uh, I'm sure there must be. I haven't discovered it yet. Yeah, I have also an app that you can it. throw a photo into, and it'll tell you accurately what the bird. I bet there is. And again, <laughs> there's one. There's one bird photo I haven't identified yet, so I'll have to look for that. Okay. See. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all we got for this week. We're very late. I'm sorry, the guests. I'm four minutes yeah, over. But um, thank you, Beargit. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Now, Daniel, you don't know about this. This is the humiliating uh -oh. bit at the end where everybody has to raise their hands and wave, big it all at the same time. We don't have to do it for long. That's probably more than enough. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. We'll Thank put you. this out as a podcast episode next week, and we'll see you. you all next week for this week Great in WordPress. Job. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye, everybody.